0: You're listening to Jewish Matters with Rabbi Jonathan Feldman. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Jewish Matters podcast. Tonight, we are at the last of our High Holidays series. The question is, how did Shmini which is the eighth-day holiday, the end of Sukkot, become Simchat Torah? Now, many people have barely heard of Shmini and and um, it's quoted that the... Uh, Magad Koznitz Koznet said that Shmini Atzeret is greater than even the holiday of Shavuot. Why? Because it is the day of rain. It says the day of rain when we pray for rain is greater than the Shavuot when the Torah was given. And so why is that? So that's in the Talmud uh, Tainit number 7. It says that. And in the Midrash Sakhar Tov. So the Talmud says that Uh, the Torah is compared to rain. So if it's compared to rain, rain must be greater. The Midrash says that the Torah brings blessing to the entire world, but uh, the Torah brings blessing to the Jewish people who study it, but the uh, rain brings blessing directly to the entire world. And so it's said that the Klausenberger Rebbe, who was in the camps Uh, During the war, he was in a labor camp. And he kept all of the mitzvot in the camp. He kept kosher. He managed to get candles or wax, to something to burn to have Hanukkah candles. He managed to get wheat to make matzah. Uh, But the day of Shemini Yatseret, he underwent particular uh, pain and beatings in order to make sure that he didn't work on the holiday, to keep the holiday of Shemini Atzeret. That's how special it was to him. So what is this holiday? Shemini means eight. Atzeret means to remain over or to stay with. So in a sense, it is the eighth day stay over holiday. What does it mean? It means that Sukkot is a seven-day holiday. We sit in the Sukkah. We take the Lulav and Etrog. Uh, we have rejoicing. In normal years, we have a lot of parties, Simchat Betashweva parties, and after it's all over, which is really the end of the entire high holiday cycle, we have one more day where we stay over. And the analogy is given that it's like uh, someone who you love. So you go out on your anniversary, you go out on birthdays, you go out on holidays, but sometimes you say, you know what, I just want to hang out with you. No reason, no excuse, no uh, idea behind it. So shminat has no distinguishable mitzvah that we do, like Sukkot sitting in the Sukkah or Passover with the Matzah. There's no definitive mitzvah for shminat So what is it? It's the eighth day just to be with the Almighty for no reason other than just to be. And We want to stick around another day, even after all of the long holiday cycle. So that's the idea behind it. And eight in the Torah and Judaism is a number of particular significance. Seven is the uh, infusing the physical with spiritual. That's like the Shabbat. Eight is transcending the physical. Eight is going beyond, right? Hanukkah is eight days, the miracle of the lights. Uh, at the end of seven seven seven-year cycles, you had the jubilee year when uh, slaves were released and uh, property went back to its original owners. All of the physical laws of the world were kind of, some of them were suspended, were abnegated. So eight means going beyond into the metaphysical, into the spiritual. So this day is obviously very special. Now it's a little confusing because in Israel you have seven days of Sukkot and then you have the eighth day Shemina Atzeret. Very clear, pretty uh, understandable. But it's outside of Israel where it gets complicated because we have two days of holiday, right? So Sukkot is seven days, but then like on Passover, the seventh day of Sukkot is doubled into the eighth day by the rabbis. So the last day of Sukkot overlaps with Shemini Atzeret, with our eighth day holiday. So outside of Israel, many people have the custom to eat their meals in the sukkah. But we don't sleep in the sukkah, and we don't say the blessing of sitting in the sukkah because they didn't want the sukkah to overshadow Shemini Atzeret too much. So that's another uh, wrinkle. Um, that. We have to explain. On top of that, so now we talk about a holiday people might have heard of actually more than Shemini Atzeret, which is Simchat Torah, the holiday when we dance with the Torah. And it's one of the most joyous days of the Jewish calendar, like Purim. Uh, maybe even more so because we're in synagogue, we take the Torahs out of the ark, we dance around in a circle, some people make l'chaims, um, some people take the dancing out into the streets. In normal years, we're all holding hands in unity. And um, it's going to be a sad uh, Simchat Torah. Although if the Klassenberger Rebbe could have a, find joy in the holidays in the middle of the Shoah and the Holocaust, we can certainly find joy in the holidays uh, with our lockdown we're going through here in Israel. So Simchat Torah interestingly enough, is uh, celebrated on Shemini Atzeret. in Israel on the eighth day. So Shemini Yatzeret is Simchat Torah. Outside of Israel, Simchat Torah is celebrated on the ninth day. What is the ninth day? So you have, Torah, you have Shemini Yatzeret, you have the eighth day celebrated outside of Israel. But every holiday is doubled. So you have the eighth day and then the next day, the ninth day, is the rabbinic doubling of the holiday of uh, of the eighth day. So, what did the rabbis do? So, in outside of Israel, uh, Simchat Torah is done on the ninth day. So, what is Simchat Torah? Where does it come from? It's What's so interesting is that people might have heard of it more than Shemina Atzeret, and yet it's a later, more recent holiday. Um, the origins... Probably are in what is called the Geonic period, which is around the eighth, ninth, ten hundreds in Babylon, which was the center of learning at that time before it shifted to Europe, and they used to take out the they used to um, finish the Torah cycle. So an Ansimcha Torah, what are we rejoicing over? So, in some ways, it's different than Shavuot. Shavuot, we celebrate the giving of the Torah. And on Simchat Torah, we celebrate the completion of the Torah. So, in a sense, Shavuot is the beginning, Simchat Torah is the end. Why? Because we've read the entire annual cycle and we finish Deuteronomy, the last book on Simchat Torah. And then right away, we call up someone else and we start the beginning of Genesis. And the first letter in the Torah is a Beit. The last letter is a Lamed. So when you go from Devarim to Breshit, from the end of the Torah to the beginning, it spells out the word Lev, which means heart. So the last word in the Torah is Israel. The last letter is Lamed, heart, El. So we put our heart into it. Now, a question is, if I'm going to finish the annual cycle of reading the Torah every week, wouldn't you think I'd finish it before Rosh Hashanah at the end of the new year? Why do we wait until after Sukkot to do so? Good question, right? So there is actually a very interesting answer. And the answer is this, that the giving of the Torah was on Mount Sinai, on the holiday of Shavuot, the 6th of Sivan, and or the 7th of Sivan, it's a debate in the Talmud. And um, we, we know when Moses came down, Moshe came down with the with the Ten Commandments, with the tablets, the Jewish people had built a golden calf. He gets upset, he breaks the tablets, and uh, the Jewish people, God says, I'm done with them. So, 40 more days, Moshe goes up onto Mount Sinai, pleads with God, please uh, don't sever your covenant with the people. God acquiesces. Moshe goes up for another 40 days to receive the second tablets to receive uh, complete forgiveness and reinstating of God and the Jewish people. And when does he come down with those second tablets, which by the way, he says to Moshe, you should write these tablets. The first ones were written by God, the finger of God. The second ones were Moshe. So the second tablets have more of, in a sense, a human participatory element. Topic for a whole other discussion. So uh, the second tablets were brought down the day before Yom Kippur. And so really, maybe Yom Kippur should be the day of celebrating Simchat Torah. Well, that wouldn't be so easy because you're fasting. Well, then let's do it a few days later, Sukkot. Well, I've got to sit in the Sukkah. So, in a sense, what the rabbis did is they put off the celebration of the second giving of the Torah to the first available day. What was that? Ah, Shmini I've got a free holiday which has no symbol to it. So, let's do it then. So... Uh, so on, so that's how Simcha Torah got to be on the day after the Sukkot holiday. And what do we do? We do hakafot. We circle the bima the, the table where we read the Torah, with the Torah's dancing. Where does that come from? When else do we circle? When else do we do hakafot? With our lulav and etrog, we go around. And in the temple times, they would circle the altar, with the lulav and the etrog, with the four species, and with the aravot, with the willow branches as well. There was a separate ceremony of circling it with the willow. So, we base our Torah celebration on that. There are seven hakafot, seven circlings of the bima. On the By the way, on the last day of Sukkot, Hashanah Rabbah, which will be uh, tomorrow night and morning, We do seven songs, seven times, we read all seven poems. Um, And so in Simchat Torah, we do that as well. Each circle has a poem we read, and it's not just one circling, actually. It's a whole set, in a sense, like a musical concert. We do a set for each hakafa, for each circling. And so it can sometimes take hours and hours and hours. Some people go all night, some people go all day. Uh, It's an amazing, amazing holiday full of joy. And then also interesting, very unique, that it's the only time we read the Torah at night. We take out the Torah, we read the end of Deuteronomy at night, then we read it again during the day. And there was a custom that developed around the taking out of the Torah, is that people would pledge money. And so because of that, uh, they would support the community, pledge support for the community. And uh, because of that, they would be given a special honor. So you have this phenomenon called the Chatan uh, Torah, which is the person, Chatan means the groom. And we know that for the Shavuot holiday, the analogy of God being married, the Jewish people being married to God is used. So here in Simchat Torah, we use that analogy of God being married to the Jewish people. So we have Chatan Torah, who is the person who completes the Torah, the last... Aliyah, the last Torah reading of Deuteronomy. Then we have the Chatan Breshit, the person who's called up for the beginning of Genesis. And the custom is to hold a Talit over the person at the bima where you read the Torah, and like a groom. And then there's a very beautiful custom. Some synagogues, they call up all the children for one of the Aliyot as well. So Genesis, we only read the first Aliyah, the first sec- section of Genesis. Uh, there's also a Chatan Maftir sometimes for the Haftarah, and often they sponsor a Kiddush, sometimes on some Torah, sometimes a week or two later. Uh, but there's a whole paragraph, a whole prayer read for this special distinguished person that was instituted in Babylon. So that takes a long time. Now remember, in Israel, we're doing everything on the same day. There's a special prayer we say in Musaf for the prayer for rain, which is Tefillat Geshem, which also is a poem that is read in the repetition of the Amidah, the silent prayer. And that's where we said before that Shminat Atzeret, the eighth day is the day we pray for rain. In Israel, the rainy season begins just about now, although it's supposed to be 97 degrees tomorrow. So I don't know if we're getting rain this Sukkot, Last year's Sukkot was nine days later. And sure enough, we got windstorms, rain. We got it all last year. So I guess maybe we have enough stored up for two years. So, um, So we do the prayer for rain. We do the dancing with the Torah. We do a special poem that is read before the Torah is read. We do a special poem read for the Haftarah, we call it the Chatanim, so sometimes it can become an all-day affair, um, and in Israel we will start much earlier, around 7, 7.30, so um, the day is not quite as long, so, but it's a very joyous holiday, and it's a joyous holiday because of Simchat Torah, and it's a very joyous holiday, as we said, because of Shemina the eighth-day celebration. And um, the idea of celebrating when you finish the Torah is one that is not just done in Simchat Torah. And the, there's a beautiful custom that when you finish studying a significant uh, amount of material, classically it's done on a volume of the Talmud, which might take uh, a year to finish. Uh, I once did a A big volume of the Talmud we studied once a week for an hour. took us four years to finish. But we did eventually. And then we did a siyum, which is, l'sayim means to complete. And there's a special prayer, special kadish that is said. Usually there's one that teaches the last section of what you studied. There's a kadish that is said. And then, uh, of course, let's eat. Uh, You have a celebratory meal. So it's not just on Simchat Torah that you can do this. But really, the entire year you can do it. Now, there was once uh, someone came to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, one of the great rabbis, and a person who'd never studied Torah set out to start studying Torah. And what did he start with? He started with Genesis. And he, uh, he completed the entire book. And so, you can imagine how happy he was and what joy he had to feel the sense of accomplishment of completing his first major volume of Torah study. And they went to Moshe Feinstein and they said, what do we do? And he said, of course you do a siyum. Of course you do a celebratory um, uh, event, bringing people together, you get a minyan together. And uh, because for him, it was a great joy. So any significant, sizable portion of Torah that one would finish reading one should do such a celebration as well. So after all the holidays, after all the Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, God says to us, stick around just one more day. And uh, we should try and appreciate that. Sometimes just being is enough. You don't need an anniversary, you don't need a birthday, you don't need an excuse. So with that, we should have great joy for the holiday and wish us all blessings. Rain represents uh, livelihood. Remember, the Jewish people were farmers, we're an agrarian society. So the beginning of the rainy season was really crucial time of year to pray for rain because they just finished bringing in all the crops on Sukkot. And in a sense, Sukkot, Thanksgiving is modeled after Sukkot, the thanks for all of the Crops which had to last you through the winter. Remember, they didn't have you know uh, fruits being grown in California, Florida, or the Negev being shipped up to uh, to the rest of the country. So in Israel also, the grain, which was the basic staple, uh, everything is planted after the holidays, and getting rain in that time of planting is crucial to one's prosperity for the coming year. So Sukkot was gratitude for the crop from the past year. Shemini Atzeret is praying for rain and looking forward to the blessings for the coming year. Blessings based on the merit, as we said, of having one more day. Time where uh, we hope we've been inscribed in a positive way. Uh, according to Sun Hoshana Rabbah, the seventh day of Sukkot is the end, the final sealing. We said, on Rosh Hashanah we're written. On... Yom Kippur were inscribed, but the final, ins- the final inscription is on Hoshana Rabbah. Now, some people have the custom to study the night of Hoshana Rabbah, the last night of Sukkot, of the intermediary days. And in Israel, it's a preparation for Simchat Torah, for rejoicing over the Torah. And I'll just conclude by saying that one doesn't have to have finished a volume of Talmud or a book of the Torah to rejoice over the Torah. And part of the idea is that we uh, feel appreciative and recognize that we have this incredible heritage of our people, the Torah, our repository of wisdom, our guidebook for life. And we can just rejoice over what Torah has given the Jewish people, what it's given humanity, the great ideas of monotheism and the ethical monotheism, and the way it's impacted uh over 3,300 years and the way it has kept the Jewish people together and hopefully the way that we connect to it and that enriches our lives. So that's really what Shemini Yetzirah and Simchat Torah are leading us towards and uh, it should be a joyous holiday. Have a good night, everyone.